Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Oakman. And we are going to talk some Friday Night Lights this week, as we always do. Anthony, my opening question this week kind of combines what we're drinking and uh, also just kind of an icebreaker question. So before we recorded tonight, I had a little bit of extra time. So I went in, uh, we were out of alcohol. So I went and picked some up because that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, Very integral, integral yeah, to our... Unless I'm just going for some uh, strawberry flavored water beverages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I headed over to the store. And I was looking at the, uh, you know, the whole liquor section and I saw the section of like white tequila uh, Mm -hmm. or silver tequila. Mm -hmm. And it brought me back to when I went to Mexico for my five-year anniversary with Lindsay Mm -hmm. and the resort that we stayed at had a tequila and cigar bar that uh, I would go to and hang out at and enjoy the uh, white tequilas. And I'd never had that before. Um, And so that brought me back to my five-year anniversary Mexico trip. So my question for you tonight is one would be what is an alcohol that you associate specifically with like one event of your life? Or Mm -hmm. if you would just rather talk about what is, uh, tell us about, I know you've been on a little trip to Mexico. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, what are, what were some, some highlights of, of that trip? Sure. Uh, so alcohol, I associate it with a certain type of my, t- time of my life. Um, I guess it would be two. Um, number one, I think we maybe have talked about this, but, uh, there was a, uh, a two week period when I was 22 where was that um, your lost year. Yeah. The beginning of my lost year. Yeah. <laughs> like right after I turned 22, um, there was a period where a two week period where I drank a lot of Jägermeister um, and <laughs> on two uh, very big nights and we'll never drink Jägermeister again uh, because of them. So mm-hmm. that's one that I associate. Um, and when I think back on the summer that I spent in Boji, I was drinking a lot of PBR that summer uh, because you could get like a 30 pack for like 15 bucks yep. um, at the local Walmart in Spirit Lake. So I was going on near daily beer runs <laughs> to spirit lake for uh some ribbons so. i i almost went with the pbrs tonight they had the six pack of the pounders for mm-hmm. like six bucks and i was mm-hmm. like how could you beat that deal yeah but yeah. then i saw the grain belt northeast and yep. thought of my guy chris uh, i actually Twitter, so when i bought the the grain belt elites uh i actually saw northeast Obviously, it was in the same section, and I was like, "God, I haven't had Nordeast in a long time. I should uh, should pick some of those up." I didn't that day because I was buying premium and elite, so I didn't. Yeah, feel the need. Our mini fridge is already full, so I didn't feel the need to <laughs> uh-huh. to stock anymore. But I, I'm gonna have to hit up the Nordeast soon. It's good. I'm enjoying it this evening for sure. Uh, yeah, give us a highlight of Mexico. 
Mexico memories. So what we did when we went to Mexico, which I since then have recommended to everyone for uh, that has gone on tropical trips, which obviously hasn't been a lot because the last two years almost has been uh, not a whole lot of travel going on for folks. But what we did, we didn't go the resort route. We stayed at what I would compare to maybe a little bit nicer than the Kings Inn in Platt. <laughs> oh boy. Probably about like four blocks away from like the Marina in Cabo San Lucas. Uh-huh. So like doing that where we like, we were very close to the touristy area, but not in the tour, like it still felt local. Yep. Um, we, there was a place that we ate almost every day that we were there. Like, I think we maybe didn't eat there one day. It was called Karen. <laughs> I remember. Karen. And like K A R E N. Yeah. Well, it was, so it was like, it had the, the, like the Spanish name and then like in quotation marks, it said Karen in like huge letters. <laughs> I think I still probably have a picture of the place. I'll have to look for it uh, oh, like while that. I tell the story, but um, we went there almost every day. And they had just absolutely incredible food, like fresh squeezed juice, all that stuff. We ate like I felt like we were eating like Kings and it cost like seven dollars American for Angie and I both. Yeah. Like it was dirt cheap and maybe like one of the best I've ever like some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah. So it was fan freaking tastic. Yeah. So Fuente. The sodas, Karen. <laughs> I will Karen. send you the picture right now. You, you have to zoom in a little bit on the building, yeah, but you will see. see uh, it's the orange building in the picture. <laughs> the orange building in big pink letters, <laughs> <laughs> Karen. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever find yourself in, in Cabo San Lucas, uh, just off of the, the touristy path, uh, and you, you're looking for some good food, Karen is the place to go. I <laughs> uh, highly recommend. I love that. That reminds me of my time. Uh, we spent a month in India in mm-hmm. like 2014, I think. Um, and... My goodness, the food that you could eat there uh, for yeah. just ridiculous prices. Like we literally could have basically an all you can eat breakfast of uh dosas and um you know various like chutneys and stuff. Incredible mm-hmm. meals. It would literally be less than a dollar per person American American incredible. Um, you could go to like a hotel and get like an all you can eat breakfast buffet for you know like two dollars a person or whatever, just fantastic. Uh, our experiences in Mexico though, we're at an all inclusive resort, so not nearly as authentic. Uh, but our uh, go to, and if we ever go back to Mexico, I know this is exactly what I'll do again. Besides the white tequila, which brought up this conversation, <laughs> and which I, by the way, I did, I did buy uh, at Fairway tonight, and have taken uh, several shots uh, <laughs> this evening <laughs> since then. Uh, I'm sending you a picture of the meal that I ate. This was like three dollars and fifty cents, so it was oh. it was seven dollars total for me and Angie. And you can notice the fresh squeezed juice and coffee. And my meal and her meal was like $7 American total. God dang. I feel like 
to have the confidence to do it, to have a native Spanish speaker or like a fluent mm-hmm. Spanish speaker is a big that deal. That definitely helped. For oh, sure. yeah. You got the like huevos. Yep. With the chorizo. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you call that with the huevos and the chorizo and the tortillas, but it looks awesome. And I freaking love yeah, I, beans and rice. I, I got confused because they had like one of the things was huevos rancheros. Yes. Um, and then one of the other things was like similar to that, but it had chorizo, and I really like chorizo. Chorizo. So I was like, best. can I just I was like, can I just do huevos rancheros with chorizo? And they got like really like Angie and the guy were going back and forth, like, <laughs> really like what? But they they so I got some sort of bastardized version of, of uh huevos rancheros with chorizo, but it was it was killer. Man, you put chorizo on anything and I'm in. Uh yep, once same. a week, once a week, it's on Tuesday afternoons after chapel on Tuesdays. <laughs> I go to the Mexican restaurant by myself and I get something <laughs> at the very Americanized uh Mexican restaurant <laughs> called Los Tulipanes. We live in a very Dutch community, and so uh tulips, los tulipanes. Mm. I get what's mm-hmm. called what they call chorapollo. Which is okay. chorizo, rice, and chicken. So chorapollo, chorizo, and chicken mm-hmm. covered with like white queso sauce, Ooh. like just all over. And so, yeah, rice, chorizo, and chicken, and they serve it with tortillas. So you just load it up. Oh my gosh. That sounds fantastic. It I is gotta, not I authentic Mexican food, <laughs> but my goodness, it is very good. Um, that looks amazing. Um, my. Lindsay and my go-to in Mexico is the micheladas. We love the micheladas. It's basically like if you're going to make an American version of it, it's like Bloody Mary mix and beer, mm. <laughs> like, a, like a light beer, like a Budweiser, a Bud Light type thing. And, you know, very similar to the Kuiper special, but yep. with more like lime and mm-hmm. chili flavors in it. Fantastic. We've uh, We've learned how to make them here at home. Uh, with the like clamato, which is gross, but it tastes yeah. good. Clamato, uh, Worcestershire sauce, uh, hot sauce, the like chili lime seasoning. It's fantastic. So uh, I'm a big fan of Mexico and their alcoholic <laughs> yeah. beverages and yeah. their food. So um, there you go. There's mm-hmm. our recommendations uh, if you head down to Mexico. What are you drinking tonight? Still working on the old Grain Belt Elites. Still putting that uh, that koozie that Angie's <laughs> sister gave me, uh, putting it to work because it's been sitting doing nothing for nine months. My camera makes it look like it is navy blue and like a neon green. Yeah. Uh, even though it's a South Dakota State It's Jacks. definitely a like greenish yellow for sure. <laughs> it's not even in the color scheme of yeah. South Dakota State University. Yeah. Uh, I also am still drinking Grain Belts. We got the Grain Belt Nordeast. Um, really liking it. I yeah. like Friendlies, but I might lean a little bit towards the Nordeast. Uh, See, I was my preference. I was a big Nordeast guy for a long time there until I fell in love with the Friendlies, which was years later. I actually, we went and toured the facilities back in 2014. Oh, nice. Uh, Joe Wiltsey and uh, Shaker J. Raman, who our listeners may know, uh, actually, 
because he was on a Netflix show about uh, Indian, like Indian Americans find trying to find love on like, it was like this dating show on Netflix and he was on it. He's a okay. lawyer. He's a lawyer in Chicago now, but he went to uh, USD uh, law school uh, with my good friend, Joe Wiltsey and my cousin, Eddie Haruska. Wow. And I hung out with him a number of times and yeah, now he's like, not a big celebrity, but yeah, if uh, if any of our listeners who watch Friday Night Lights also watch whatever the uh, Indian American uh, <laughs> trying to find love show is, uh, Shaker J. Raman. Uh, there you shout go. Out to, shout out to Shaker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we went and toured the facilities back in 2014, and I bought a Grain Belt Northeast hat, and I've got it, and I think it's in our closet right now. Oh, nice. Um, so I was, yeah, a big grain belt Nordisk guy. And that's why we went because Shaker, he's from Indiana, had never had grain, but like fell in love with grain belt premium oh, yeah, uh, right at on. law school. And now that's where I'm at. I, I really love grain belt premium. I still love the Nordisk and I should probably mix it into the rotation more often. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I would say the, the elites, they're not bad, but they just basically taste like watered down grain belt. Yep. Yep. Uh, fun fact about Josh Kuypers. I was, uh, asked to be on a Dutch dating show. So the area that I'm from and that I, I lived in orange city at the time, orange city, mm-hmm. Iowa. Um, I was, I was, uh, asked to apply to be on a Dutch dating show where they were going to have Dutch men and women come over to the United States and have like a bachelor type wow. show. And they wanted me to be a part of like the American side of it. So you had yeah. Dutch men and women and American men and women trying to find love together. Wow. And I seriously considered it because yeah. I was really into The Bachelor at the time. The oh, Bachelor, God. The Bachelor. I was watching yeah. it at the time. So I was like all in. But uh, I ultimately decided against it. I don't think the show actually happened. I was going to say, <laughs> so, I, I don't know much about reality TV, but I, I have not heard about the, I feel like the Dutch dating show would have come into my, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. My radar <laughs> for sure. No, it didn't happen. So uh shout out to shaker and shout out to Dutch yeah. reality TV. Uh, that's what we're drinking tonight. Let's go ahead and get into our episode for the evening. Okay, this episode is entitled Toilet Bowl. It originally aired January 6th of 2010, so we are in the 2010s now, a new decade. Oh, wow, yeah. What does uh, Old Haven Iron Oak have to say about this episode? Yeah. When East Dillon and the only other winless team in the district face off, locals term it the Toilet Bowl. This conflicts with coaches and buddies' attempts to get play-by-play coverage from a local radio station. Meanwhile, Julie and Mrs. Taylor visit her old alma mater. Landry tries to convince Jess that he's completely over Tyra and that they should date. Vince's mom invites Jess to dinner with her and her son. Tim Riggins helps Luke get pain meds following an injury on the ranch without letting Coach Taylor know. Riggins also discovers that his brother Billy has been running a chop shop operation on the side to make extra money. And when Tim's more legitimate attempts at landing a job fall through, he considers joining him. This is way too long. It's too much. It's too much. You're, you're, you're doing too much. Uh, I did appreciate kind of a run on there on the last sentence. <laughs> um, it reminded me briefly of movie dude one. Um, <laughs> 
But I don't know. I just feel like we don't have much to say about Haven Iron. No, he he does his job. Uh, it's not the same as I'm... Movie Dude One. Nobody will ever be the same as Movie Dude One. Um, <laughs> no, we know it. The listeners of Reliving the Lights know it. It's fine. So let's try and uh, recapture some of that Movie Dude One uh, magic with our Movie Dude Two synopsis of the week. Hit us, Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to work with this. Uh, we got going a little late tonight watching the episode, so mm-hmm. I cobbled this together. It's not great, but I feel like it could pass <laughs> for a movie dude one. Okay, let's let's hear it. Julie and Tammy visit Boston for a college interview, while Tim has a couple of important interviews of his own. Jess is setting up uh, dating interviews with Vincent Landry, <laughs> And Buddy may be conducting a few interviews of his own in the future with his new job at a Spanish-speaking radio station. (laughs) Oh, is that it? That's it. That's it. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So we had like a freaking uh, chapter of work from Haven Iron Oak. (laughs) Two sentences. Two sentences, man. Straight straight to the point with uh, Movie Dude 2. Uh... Let me think about this a second. Interviews is the theme. Uh, I got to I got to say I know you were uh limited on time. I feel like uh a little bit forced, a little bit forced sure. of a yeah. of a theme for sure. Um I just right away I came out I was like what can we do and then I was like Julie's doing college interviews, Tim is doing job Julie, interviews. I Tim. was like yeah. That's, okay. Yep. I was like, that's that's where yep. we go. Like that's the theme of the episode. And I hadn't I I had written down in my notes, like on, on the top of my notes, like a couple of ideas, but I just couldn't work with them. They didn't go. So tell yeah. me just just name all the people that you mentioned in this one. Sure. Julie and Tammy visiting Boston for the college yep. interview. Okay. Tim uh with job interviews. Yeah. Here, I said a couple of important interviews. I don't remember what the other job interview and another one, but I don't remember what the other one is. Probably get there. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I know. I knew. I know when I wrote it, I knew where I was going. But anyway, uh, Jess is setting up dating interviews with Vince and Landry. <laughs> okay, I like that. And Buddy conducting a few interviews of his own in the future with his new job. Okay, Spanish speaking radio. All right, station. you covered your bases. You yeah, covered your bases. You didn't mention Luke, so no. I think Luke is an important. I can. I this. could have done his interview with the doctor for pain meds too. Which oh, I realized yes. as I was reading the Haven Iron Oak uh, synopsis, I realized shoot, I should have snuck in. Yep. Luke, but Luke, Luke, you could have gone in there, and that would have been yeah, that would have been pretty easy. And I would also say that Billy is probably an important part of the episode with the chop shop. So yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, I appreciate it. It is no, it is no uh, easy feat to yeah try tough. and emulate movies. Especially, again. I really got to start like watching these the night before we record, so I can uh, <laughs> yeah be better prepared. Yeah, but, let it ruminate a while. That's yeah. what I did. I I watched them last night Smart. and then I uh, you know let it sit for a day and then revisited it. Uh, revisited it 24 hours later. So, uh, 
yeah, no. Overall, nice work. Uh, way to go, movie dude. Too. They are not approving these synopses. I don't That's know what's bullshit. going on. I think you have to have like an IMDb Premium account uh, to like get uh, priority in these or something. But not sure what's going on with that. I will keep you updated if they ever do approve anything. Thank but, you. Um, okay, we start out. We see Julie and Tammy. They're getting ready to uh, get on a flight for a college visit. Coach is trying to get Gracie ready. Did you notice this? Did yes. you notice? Yep. This is a thing. They, <laughs> 100%. The writers 100% are acknowledging that Gracie is an alien. <laughs> yep. I wrote it in my notes. Coach, Coach tells her to grab her spaceman. <laughs> grab your spaceman. I wrote in my notes, more he- more evidence. Holy shit. We're going to blow this thing wide open. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is 100% a conspiracy that, that uh, Gracie is an actual alien baby. I, I literally wrote him, like, I, I said to Angie, I was like, did he just call her spaceman? And I rewound it three or four times. Cause I couldn't quite make out what he was saying. Yeah. And so I just put in my notes, he maybe refers to Gracie as space man. So I'm glad cause I know you were watching it with captions. So I knew that you yes. would catch it. Yes. Um, grab I, your space man. Grab your space man. They're just openly inviting us to conclude yeah. that Gracie is an actual alien. Baby. Yep. Yep. 100%. Like the, de- the debate is over. It's, it's done. official. There's no, yeah, <laughs> this isn't like some, Kakamini uh conspiracy theory. Yeah, this isn't like some the election was stolen bullshit. <laughs> this this is some this is some real <laughs> It's official. We're yeah. we're calling it. I'm not even gonna apologize for nope. hitting on Gracie. Nope. She is an alien. Canon. I don't even really know what's going on here besides, yeah. They're trying to, yeah. Tammy and Julie are getting on a flight and coach is acknowledging that Gracie is an alien. That's what I, I did. Have. I did really enjoy. There was a small moment where coach has like a hand puppet on and what he's saying, he's mouthing with the puppet as well. Did you notice this? <laughs> I did not see that. He's like, we need Gracie to have some pants, but he's like, as he's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Puppeting. Uh, we see buddy. He's listening to slam and Sammy. Uh, we mm. find out that through Slim Sammy that East Dillon is playing the West Campo Timberwolves. It is the two last place teams in the district, and they are dubbing this the Toilet Bowl. Yep. Uh, back on the farm, Luke is still hurting. We see his uh, he's taking is he taking pills in this scene? Yeah, a little yep. cowboy yep. candy. Little cowboy as, uh, candy. He's yeah. we see a big. Uh, Big bruise on his hip. Nasty. He's running out of pills. He's empty, I think, with the second his last one. Yeah, this is something that I remember from my uh, previous watches. This nasty, huge bruise, sore thing on his mm-hmm. hip leg area. It's not looking good for Luke. Tim goes to the realtor and asks about that plot of land that he kind of stumbled upon letting Skeeter take a piss. Yep. Um, so he's checking into that. Landry 
is trying to convince well, Jess to go on a date. Oh, sorry. The realtor. So yeah, he asked how much it costs. She tells him it's $85,000, $75,000 if you can pay more than half up front. Right. Uh, we get kind of, we see Tim's disappointment uh, immediate. We don't hear how the rest of the conversation goes, but we kind of see uh, him shake hands and kind of walk out and undo his tie and yeah, um, can tell that the deal's not going to go through for Tim. Yeah. No, I don't think Tim's got that kind of cash sitting around. No. Uh, Landry's trying to convince Jess to go on a date. He assures her that he has a nice shirt that he could wear. <laughs> yeah. She asks him if it's the periodic table <laughs> shirt. And he says, no, I got other shirts, other nice shirts besides the periodic table shirt. <laughs> Chuck Norris shirt. Jeez. <laughs> She somehow agrees to going out on a date Wednesday night. What motivation does Jess have to go on a date with Landry? Yeah. It makes no, no sense. There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, this is a plot hole, and <laughs> I take issue with it. Yeah, I, I'm in full agreement. So was last week a bye week again? Didn't we already have a bye week? Hard to tell if it was a bye week or if it was just a couple of days in the middle of the week. I guess. Yeah. I think I got thrown off by the teachers having a like drunken mm-hmm. party last week and assuming for a while that it was Friday because why else would teachers be drinking on a school night? But then right. it definitely wasn't Friday. So maybe I just got thrown off, but I was yeah. confused by the timing here. Um, maybe Hard it's not by a week. Maybe it's just two episodes within one one week's time. Oh. Uh, but coach says, you know, it it doesn't matter. The whole, like, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you play the game thing. No longer applies to this team. Mm-hmm. They've risen above that. They're lions. They're scrappers. He gives them a little pep in their step, a little inspirational speech, and they hit the practice field. They're ready to go. They're ready to take on the world, and they run out to the field hooting and hollering until they see that somebody put a toilet in the middle of the field. Yep. I don't feel like this would take the wind out of my sails quite as much as what it did to them. (laughs) Yeah, it really (laughs) deflated the entire team. (laughs) But... Like, yeah, 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 a little overdone, but back in Boston, we got Julie and Tammy. They're exploring the city. They're exploring the campus. Um, They sit in on a class, an English class. We get kind of uh, the teacher kind of asks the class a question. She's like, anybody want to, you know, take a shot at why? This, you know, this is the, he uses the pros that he uses in this, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody in class, uh, these damn kids, they're all on their phones and their computers <laughs> and they're distracted. They're not paying attention. Wow. Uh, but Tammy kind of motions, Tammy and Julie are sitting several feet apart in different sections of the classroom. Yeah. Uh, Tammy's kind of motioning to Julie, like, hey, raise your hand. I bet you know the answer to this. Um, as she's motioning to Tammy, or as she's motioning to Julie, the professor calls on Tammy yeah. and says, hey, are you, like, do, do you have an answer? And Tammy takes a stab at it, and it turns out she's correct. 
and Julie is pretty mortified by the entire situation. I thought this was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, they make it seem like Tammy had this like profound answer. It was super basic. Yeah. I felt like, uh, also why would Julie be mortified? Uh, yeah. by this, nobody knows um, that's her mom. Like she's acting like, Oh, you're embarrassing me. Mom. Like they're sitting in a different chill section. Out, uh, also, they were talking about the Canterbury Tales by Jeffrey Chaucer, and I'm pretty sure I studied that in either seventh or eighth grade with Ms. Craft, who we have talked about on the show before. And I know we had different English experiences because you had Bruns and I had Ms. Craft. No, I had Ms. Uh, Craft in seventh and eighth grade. I had Bruns oh, freshman. And you had you were talking about you were talking about I had Bruns. You had Cutler Tappy. And, yes, I had Bruns in color. You had Tappy in color. Okay. Yep. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, but yes, Julie is mortified. Tammy is loving it, basically. Um, next, we see the Lions practice. Things are looking pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, you think about where we started. And yeah. Where yeah. Where now. they literally couldn't form a, a <laughs> an offensive line or a huddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, team's playing pretty well, but Luke is hurt and he's taking some hits. Um, I do love, there's a quick moment here and in a few scenes. Uh, so Luke's number is 44 and Tim has taken to calling him fours. Fours. I also love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is great. This is good. Yeah. Yes. I approve of this. Mm. Uh, Landry kicks a field goal and he is pretty happy with himself. Yeah. That he makes it. So yep. I noticed that and you, we all know that I hate Landry. Yep. Um, so buddy, buddy shows up. Yeah. At practice, pays a visit. He tells coach, uh, you know, I played a role with the uh, Panthers for a long time, and I want to play that role with, with this team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about that? What's your evaluation on buddies and motivations here? Um, I think it makes sense. I mean, it's a logical move uh, for, for buddy. He has fallen out completely with the Panthers. Um probably more motivated by his own yeah bruised ego than anything yeah. else mm-hmm. but but i think by the end of his time with the panthers he actually did have some pride in leaving that you know it came That's down to point. more than just yeah yeah that's a good point I was a little bit put off by it because I felt like Buddy just wants to have like power and significance sure. again. But that's a good point that in his last days with the Panthers, yeah, he he actually did stand up for something um yep. and stood for something important. So Yeah, I think he got out in a in a very good way. I think he's maybe getting into the Lions as more of a like he's missing it for sure. So Vince is at uh, the grocery store and Jess just happens to be there too. They run into each other. Vince is kind of just getting her brothers riled up, throwing, playing uh, a little catch with the sunflower seeds and yeah, just getting them, get them worked up. And uh, Vince's mom is there. She invites Jess to dinner on Wednesday. Jess kind of tries to, get out of it. You know, as we know, she's got a day with Landry that night. Oh, but, I didn't um, even put that together. But, uh, but Jess's or Vince's mom literally is just like, mm-hmm. listen, you're coming. Yeah. Like, 
End of story. So yeah, Jess not, reluctantly agrees. Yeah, she's not taking no for an answer. It, Jess is a little taken aback by the whole thing. I did not put together that she had a date lined up for that night. So good catch on that. Uh, putting Jess between a rock and a hard place um, oh. for sure. Uh, next, we see Julie on her college tour. All I have in my notes is that she's acting really emo about the whole thing. Yeah, they're just kind of discussing their tour with like a recruiter or whatever the right word is for them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of talk about what we said in the class. And yeah, Tammy's really excited about it. Julie is not. It's yeah, her being, she's being moody. She's being Julie. Yeah. She's very distracted uh, by her own <laughs> issues that she has going on in her life. We see Tim and Skeeter. Uh, in the <laughs> camper. I think my uncle had a dog named Skeeter when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. think that's why I think that's a good name for a dog. I'm pretty sure my uncle had a black, known lab, a black lab named Skeeter. Yeah. Mm. So Tim and Skeeter, they're hanging out in the camper. Uh, Becky comes to the door. She's got Mindy on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mindy is pretty distressed. The toilet is backed up at the Riggins household and she can't get a hold of Billy. She doesn't know where he's at. Tim's too drunk to drive. Yeah. I've already uh, had a few. I can't really drive. Yeah. Uh, Minnie's like, I don't care. Get here. And Tim says, just go in the bathtub. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which Mindy doesn't take too kindly to that either. So no. finally, Tim asks Becky to drive him. Uh, asked if, if she can drive a stick. Turns out she cannot. She cannot. <laughs> Definitely cannot. Can you drive a stick? Um, I could if you gave me about five minutes yep. to get because yeah. it's been reacquainted. Yeah. Probably 13 or 14 years. But I've, um, yeah, I learned, I learned on a two ton truck yes. uh, when I was working for Snake Creek. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. That's about, uh, a, the most terrifying way to learn, I would say, but <laughs> for yeah, sure. if, you, if you gave me, uh, yeah, if you gave me about five minutes, I think I could, yeah, could drive yeah, a yeah. stick. I learned to drive on a stick when I was like 11 years old on the farm. Uh, so I love driving stick. I had a little two vehicles before this. I had a little, uh, Ford Ranger. So tiny little pickup. Oh, yeah. It was baby blue, like periwinkle almost, uh, mm-hmm. With a topper on the back that was uh, a stick shift. I drove that baby. The farthest I ever took it was up to Minneapolis, and it was oh, touch wow. and go the entire way. Yeah. Uh, but no, I love driving stick. I miss it. But uh, it, there's really no good reason to drive a stick anymore. You know. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, it's fun, but that's about that's about yeah, it. So it's it's not really yeah. It's not actually <laughs> practical anymore. No. For any particular reason. So, um, but, uh, yeah, Tim's kind of trying to teach her and she's, she's getting there, but she's definitely, you know, Tim's going to have to do some more repairs on that truck of his, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, the, the, the clutch is probably isn't in too good a shape after Becky got a hold yeah. of it for sure. Uh, but Becky kind of asked about him wearing the suit earlier in the day. Tim kind of brushes off the question. Yep. Next, we see Tim fixing the toilet uh, with Mindy. She kind of alludes to Billy working a lot of late nights lately. 
Yeah, um, Tim Tim asked Minnie where Billy is, and she's like, he's working late. And he's like, oh, okay, at the garage? And she says, yeah, you didn't know about that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Tim's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. Of course I knew about that. Yeah, he's covering. But it's mm-hmm. obvious he doesn't. Uh, Billy, no. Mindy is... I think she comes right out and says it, right? Like, yeah, she says, well, that he's stepping out. He's, he's been working a lot of late nights lately. And sometimes I walk in the room and he's on the phone and he quickly hangs up. Right. Um, and then she says, yeah, is he, is he messing around on me? Um, which of course Tim says no to. Yep. Next we see, man, great. This is a great, great little scene here. Great. Buddy is trying to convince the owner of the Spanish language radio station. El Fuego. El Fuego. I missed that. Okay. (laughs) El Fuego. Uh, He's trying to convince them to air like the Lions, the East Dillon Lions games and maybe more. I kind of got the impression that like maybe some, you know, like talk radio about the Lions. The uh the owner, the Spanish speaking owner, through a translator, seems pretty skeptical of the whole situation. Yeah. Great scene. Love seeing Buddy trying to communicate in Spanish. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, great stuff. They yeah, they kind of he says like something about football, and the guy's like, no football, you know, football, football Americano. Americano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Buddy's a businessman, and so he's uh, he's gonna try and make this this work. Uh, Tim asks Billy, like straight up, the next morning, "Hey, are you cheating on Mindy?" Basically, Billy assures him, "No, uh, he's doing quote unquote after hours work." Tim says, "Like, hey, what does that mean? After hours work?" Yeah, Billy says, you know, uh, well, I've been I'm doing a job for these guys. They bring in some cars. I busted down to their component parts. Component parts, yes. Yep. So, yep. He's running a, a, a moonlighting as a chop shop at Riggins Riggs. Tim's pretty heartbroken about yeah. this. You can see the disappointment on his face, in his eyes. He's pretty despond- despondent about... Uh, yeah, Billy basically risking Riggins Riggs mm-hmm. uh, for this. And, you know, Billy kind of makes the argument like, listen, I'm trying to provide for my family. I'm just trying to put food on the table. I'm trying to pay these bills. I'm doing what I got to do. Um, but yeah, Tim's pretty upset by the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, back in Boston, uh, Tammy is loving it. Julie is over it. Um, she kind of craps on Tammy for forcing the school on her. Tammy denies this. Uh, just says, you know, you know, I want whatever's going to make you happy, but you know, you apply to these schools and yeah, you know, etc. Just trying to support her in her yep. decision. Uh, next we see crucifixorious practice. Yeah. They're like doing some shooby doo stuff. <laughs> is this really what Crucifictorious has become? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hard to say the the influence that Devin has brought into the group, apparently. 
I think uh, ever since Kurt Caster com- quit. <laughs> yes. I think a real conversation needs to be had about uh, are we okay with the direction that Devin's uh, <laughs> presence has taken the band to. Um, Landry is kind of sucking uh, at ah, practice. Having a hard time hitting those high notes. Yeah. He's distracted because he got stood up by Tyra. Um, stood up by no, stood up by Jess. Oh, see, I missed this whole thing of Jess. It was very. There had to have been a deleted scene in there where Jess like told Landry that they rescheduled because Jess, um, because yeah, we get that just scene where where Jess tells Vince's mom that she'll show up, On and the then this is the next night. we hear of it. Yep, that yeah. Uh, Devin is giving Landry crap because he got stood up and Landry's like, I didn't get get stood up. We rescheduled for, for Thursday. (laughs) And actually a Thursday is a better night. It's a much more sexual night. You know, it's, it's, it's very close to Friday. uh, Whereas Wednesday, Wednesday is close to Monday and ain't nobody getting it on on Monday. (laughs) Right. Thursday's more of a sex night uh, for sure. Um, a quote I wrote down here, Landry says, every now and then people want to get busy. (laughs) So Landry, Landry, uh, not a fan. Vince's mom. Uh, we see them, uh, Jess and Vince and Vince's mom. This is Wednesday night. See, I don't know how I didn't put this all together. Um, uh, Jess is over at uh, Vince's house. Vince's mom has made them supper. Feel like she's kind of struggling. We see her, you know, like shaking to get the the plate down, the the dish down on mm-hmm. the table, stuff like that. But she's really trying her hardest. Vince's mom is really laying it thick, uh, laying yes. it on thick with Jess. Really trying to butter her up. Um, you can tell she thinks a lot of Jess and wants uh, kind of that connection with Vince to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At one point, she's just like, you were just so gorgeous. Vince, don't you agree? Don't you think she's gorgeous? <laughs> like, it's very, yeah, it's a lot. Vince agrees and I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100% same. Yeah. Um, you get a little scene of the Lions boosters and coach. Mm-hmm. Hanging out at the the barbecue shop. Not a whole lot to be said about this scene. Nope. Um, there's kind of a joke in there. I remember exactly how it gets said. But Coach says something to the guy who owns the barbecue shop. And the guy is just kind of like, eh. And then Coach <laughs> is like, oh, he's starting to like me or something like that. And that gets <laughs> right. the, the boosters chuckling. But Yeah, Jess's dad. Who yes. owns the shop is still not very interested in the whole football thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Tammy and Julie in the hotel room out back in Boston. Julie kind of spills a little bit about knowing that she should be excited about the trip, but everything's just happening so fast and she feels like she's letting Tammy down. Uh, she feels like she doesn't belong mm-hmm. at any of these universities and it all just feels really fake. Um, yep. Tammy tells her, Hey, you just need to go into these interviews and just be yourself. You know, this is an opportunity and it's exciting. So she's trying to get Julie on board, but Julie is not really feeling 
these uh, college interviews. Vince and his bad influence friend, the Bozo, as we've come to know him here on this program, are hanging out. Or no, Vince is just hanging out and Bozo walks in uh, to his place and like takes a Gatorade out of the fridge (laughs) and um, tells Vince, you know, he misses stealing cars with him. Um, and Vince is like, yeah, sorry, I'm busy. I got to study these plays. And then he like invites him to, oh, go play a game of pickup basketball. And Vince is like, I can't right now. I got to study these plays. And so Bozo's like, wow, coach really comes first, huh? Um, so yeah, just a bad influence. Uh, he gets upset and leaves. I think we can all agree that Bozo did the dub (laughs) here. 100%. One hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I, uh, one thing about uh, when I watched the, uh, I still know what you did last summer, and I know what you did last summer movies. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character's name is Julie, <laughs> and so for which times they said her name, I'd just be like Julie, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> uh, Becky is teaching Tim how to make an impression in a job interview. I assume this comes from her expertise in the pageant circuit. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a sweet little scene. Yeah. A little kind of heartwarming a little bit. Um, she tells Tim, I think you can grow up to be whoever you want to be. So showing her 15 year old. Yes. Again, for 100%. sure. Very sweet, but very 15 years old. Mm. Uh, Luke shows up. Yeah. What's up, Fours? <laughs> fours. <laughs> Too good. I love it. It's great. Um, Luke uh, and Becky have kind of an awkward interaction, but he's Luke is there for Tim. Uh, tells Tim that he got hurt on the farm and uh, Tim asked if he has any meds. Yeah, they ran out. I went, they gave me three weeks worth, but they ran out in a week. Yeah. Um, Tim refers him to a doctor, says, here's who you look, who, here's who you look up. Dr. Whatever. His name. Dr. Cooney. Uh, you uh, compliment his time at TCU. TMU. Or TMU, excuse me. Yep. Uh, compliment his time at TMU. Uh, he's going to ask you four one word <laughs> questions or four questions with one word answers. The answers are no, no, yes, no. <laughs> yep. Tim knows the drill here. Yes. <laughs> Landry's telling some lame story to Jess's brothers. I don't know what kind of date this was. They're like Weird. in the car outside of Jess's house. But Jess's brothers are all in the back seat. Yeah, he's dropping them all off. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that's that's fine. That's kind of uh good for Landry for hanging out with everybody because I feel yeah. like Landry normally would only be concerned about what Landry gets out of the whole deal. Sure. And I think that's still exactly what he's concerned about though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Landry, so yeah, he's dropping everybody off. Jess and all her like little brothers or cousins or whatever. 
Uh, they run off to the house. Landry goes in for the kiss in true uh, Glenn fashion. Yeah. So as the little brothers get out, they're like, are you guys going to kiss Jess? Or are you guys going to kiss? Vince is going to kick your butt. Oh, yeah. And Landry's right. like, what? <laughs> Vince, huh? What? And then huh? he's kind of like, yeah, he's like, who's, who's, whose butt is Vince going to kick? Uh, and Jess kind of brushes off the question. And this almost immediately after that, like the brothers are just out of eye shot. Yes. Landry goes in for the kiss. Jess, Very much like Glenn. Jess audibles the whole thing and she turns it into a cheek kiss. Um, yeah. And poor baby Landry didn't get a kiss on the lips and he is so sad. He is yeah. so sad about the whole situation. Him and his little shark puppet are, yeah, bumming out in the car. How did we. Okay, maybe me. Maybe you realize this. Maybe we've talked about this. How do we not realize that Landry is just awful? Yeah, I think he's just like, there's some weird charm to him. Um, I mean, we talked about a little bit. Like, we probably identified with Landry. Oh, for sure. At the time, yeah. The closest character to who we were in high school. But Yeah, Yeah, I think he looks so much like Abe (laughs) that maybe there was something there, too. Yeah. Gosh, Landry's just terrible. I, yeah, I'm annoyed that he was so sad about the fact that he didn't get kissed. Yeah. Julie is also still so sad. Uh, poor baby Julie is having a little extent existential crisis almost uh, yeah. on the college tour. Tammy is sick of it. She kind of lays it on the line a little bit here for Julie. Yeah, she kind of puts her on blast a little bit finally, yeah. which is good. Yep. I didn't take good notes here. So I didn't I either. Exactly <laughs> she said all I wrote after that. I wrote, Tammy is sick of Julie. Shit. Julie is the worst. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's that's pretty much here. it. Yep. Um, but apparently she has a change of heart in her college interview. Yeah. We, uh, we, she kind of talks about how in the interview, they're talking about uh, Truman Capote and Julie's like, oh, I think it's really cool that like she was like childhood friends with Harper Lee that like two geniuses and two like brilliant artists or whatever like found each other as kids. I never really thought of it like that. (laughs) Yeah, really? Really? Uh, You work for a college? Um, (laughs) uh, The interviewer says, is there anything else that I should know about you that your like transcripts and other stuff that you provided won't? Um, like wouldn't convey, and this is a moment where I almost say like this brings down the Julie hate hate a meter uh, a couple of notches because I really, really identified with this Julie moment. Okay. Um. All right. Julie says, um, you know, ever since I moved to Dylan, I absolutely hated it. I wanted nothing. Like all I wanted to do. I wanted nothing more than to leave immediately as soon as I could. And now that it's time to leave, I find myself so like happy that I was shaped by this town. And I'm so happy that I'm from here and that I have like a different viewpoint from anybody else in the entire town. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
but that it really shaped me. And I, I realized that it's a place that I'm very proud to be from. Mm. And mm. man, if that isn't me in South Dakota, <laughs> uh, right. right. 100%. So literally when I hear it out of your mouth, I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> in my notes, I wrote, uh, let's see. I wrote, I think this is supposed to be heartwarming, but I'm just too annoyed by Julie to hear <laughs> what she's sure. saying. <laughs> For sure. So coming from Anthony Hookman, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I'm 100% on board. I resonate with it completely, but I'm just too annoyed by Julie at this point <laughs> to really let it sink Fair. in. Fair. So no, I'm with you though. Uh, we have we have a very uh, love hate bittersweet relationship with our home state of South Dakota. Yes, uh, it's getting dumber by the oh, by the boy. week, yeah. uh, for sure. And the way, at least the way that it shows up in the national headlines yes. and whatnot. Uh, yeah, we could say a lot about that, but maybe we shouldn't. Yep. Anthony yeah. gets political. Uh, maybe we. I yeah. Uh, I will add one one thing. I always do say is that. And it's kind of something that I've, I've said to Angie a number of times is like one thing that I really love about living in South Dakota is exactly what like Julie put it into literally words that I've used before mm. is that I love living in a red state because I have as somebody who isn't necessarily uh, politically lenient in that way. Uh-huh. Um, I at least am so constantly surrounded by people I disagree with politically that I can't mm. just make straw men of them and that I see them as human beings and I see them mm. as like actual people who, while I may disagree with them, I still at least like understand that they're people. And I think that sure. that's the problem in a lot of this country. Oh, Anthony gets political. <laughs> there it is. Is that, um, we get so inside of our own echo chambers that we forget that these people are people at all. You know, I think we get Mm -hmm. so stuck inside of our own, uh, only around people who agree with us that, that you forget that they're even that people who disagree with you are even people. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? You just, it's, it's easier to generalize. And that's, as I've said, for a long time and now Anthony is about to get really political. Oh, here we go. Is like I see it happening to like family members and like people that are living in our hometown during this last presidential election uh-huh. where they see, you know, one thing they can do is they can say, "Oh, somebody disagrees with me on Facebook, I can block them out. I can not only delete them, but block them. So I don't even have to see their comments if they comment on somebody that I know's page. Uh-huh. Yeah, guilty and then you, for you sure. Do, right you do that for long enough, and then you look around and you see all these Trump flags flying, all these Trump bumper stickers and the freaking Trump boat parade. <laughs> and then Trump loses the election. You go, that's not possible. Because right. everybody like fervently supports Trump. Well, no, you just have cut everybody out of your life that doesn't agree with you. Sure. I think is, I think that's a big issue. And of of course, when he goes on TV and says, we actually won. 
of course you're going to believe him because everything, because every, all of the evidence that you have available to you that you've allowed to seep through into your life suggests that. So you are so much more gracious than I <laughs> in this. And I respect that. For no, sure. I do. I really think but that, I like, do, and it's, yeah. it's a bummer. Like, right. and I, I think if we spent more time talking to people who we disagree with, I think that we would find more that we all want the same things. We just disagree on how to get there. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, I feel a little bit like if we, what we would accomplish if we spent more time listening to each other would be understanding how other people got to the extremely misguided places. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Conclusions that they've come to mm-hmm. and maybe have more compassion for right. how they got to that place. But right. yeah, it's hard for me to have compassion for my neighbor who is flying the Trump 2024 flag uh, that says Trump won. You know it. I know it. Um, It's easy for me to dismiss that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and but you, yeah, you have to get to the root of it. And it's like, you know, during the 2016 election, there was all this talk about like Russian interference and people were like laughing it off. Like, Oh yeah. Like I wouldn't have voted for Trump if it wasn't for social media posts. And it's like, you, Probably you wouldn't have. Like, I remember, I remember Mm -hmm. what the political discourse was like in like April of 2015 when Trump announced that he was running for president. Mm, Yeah. And there wasn't the support that there is now. Absolutely not. And, but also, you know what? There, but I mean, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it right now too, though. I was less extreme in in that time than I am now too. And I know that I've been, I'm one, I 100% have been manipulated by, Mm-hmm. the social media and the echo chambers that I've allowed myself to fall into. But yep. the, I mean, that's the first step is recognizing it and understanding it. There's places that if you would have asked me in April of 2005, would I go there? Absolutely not. That if you asked me today, I'd be like, yeah, I'd go there. Um, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You sure. know, like, and that's, that's it, man. Like if you don't think that there's people that literally have online accounts that exist only to, push people farther one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're living in a dream world, man. You're, you know, if, if you can't see that, yeah. and I understand it's really hard to admit that you've been manipulated, but you have yeah. been. And so have I, <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, just, just the facts. Uh, we've all been manipulated and I don't know what the answer is to do that. But I mean, I, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I have an uncle uh, that I texted in like July of 2015 and I said Trump 2016 and his response was literally LOL. Nice try. Um, that same uncle. Cause he was, he was like, no, I'm not going to vote for Trump obviously. Mm-hmm. And I remember I responded with like, just wanted to make sure you're not that far gone. That same uncle today commented on somebody's post about Biden saying he got his butt whipped in the 2020 election. So yeah, we've, we're, we're all being manipulated. Like, yeah. Sorry, it's 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 a fact. Uh, it sucks, and it's hard to admit that you have been manipulated. But I definitely have been, and so have you. If you're listening mm-hmm. to this, <laughs> I don't know how much of this is going to make the cut into the episode. But uh, yeah, I don't even yeah, know yeah. how we got here. Oh, because we were talking about why I, why I love living in a red state, or one of the reasons that yeah. I appreciate living in a red state. Um, so yeah, uh, 
Spend more time talking to people who you love, who you maybe have been estranged from because of political disagreements. I think you'll find if you have those conversations, uh, I'm not saying you'll make any progress in terms of like convincing them otherwise, but I think you both might learn a thing or two and, and maybe bring a little bit of respect and uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, understanding at least into the world. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the first step. That's the first step. Absolutely. Yeah. We need to get to that point at minimum. Okay, Tim is interviewing at Sears. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sears. We don't know for sure that it's Sears. I'm pretty sure. It's like 90% sure it's Sears because they were sponsoring this season. Which it's do you Sears. think that maybe it was Sears, but they didn't want to say that it was Sears because That's Sears possible. didn't want to be seen as giving, as uh, <laughs> turning down Tim, Tim Reagan's, Reagan's a job. Yeah. <laughs> But he's trying to get a job at what we assume is Steers. He put he straight up put state champ on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got the resume pretty up to date. I got state champs on there. <laughs> the interviewer seems unsure about the I I didn't feel like Tim was like blowing this or anything. No. And I mean, okay. No offense to Sears, even though I'm pretty sure that they don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. But like Working the floor at Sears is like an entry level job. Absolutely. That like I'm pretty sure you just need a pulse to do the job that Tim was replying for. Tim Tim can like bullshit with the best of them. And yeah. I feel like that's all you gotta do mm-hmm. if you're working mm-hmm. the floor at Sears is talk to people. Yeah. That's like for them to not and I mean they weren't like actually the guy said like you'd be a great fit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Tim was expecting to be like offered a job right there on the spot or what, but like, I don't know. He'd have to be like, he had, he would have to have really blown that interview to not get a job at Sears unless they were like, I mean, this is 2010, like shortly after the recession, like there's right. no way that they weren't in need of hiring people i would guess like <laughs> yeah and tim riggins is like a local hero like there's no yeah, reason for them to on. not hire tim riggins there's literally like it's not like it's a job that requires a college it's not even a job that requires a resume i'm pretty sure to even yeah, like right. bring so i don't know man i was confused by this because i also felt like when he said that he'd be a good fit uh i was like okay tim's got this and then immediately after that it was like oh. I guess we're supposed to feel like yeah. this isn't happening. Okay. It was, it was a weird scene. Yeah. Tim, so Tim seems discouraged by this whole thing. Uh Tammy and Julie talk after Julie's interview. Uh Julie says, you know, it went great. I went in there, totally kicked some ass. Mm. Uh Tammy assures her that even though that she didn't go to Boston College. She got her dreams, like her dreams came true, that uh, Eric and Julie and Gracie, they're her dream. Family is her dream. Um, And now it's Julie's turn to kind of go for her dreams, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Julie Uh, just wants to go home, though. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Luke is meeting with Dr. What was his name? Cooney. Dr. Cooney. Uh, goes through the one word answers. 
in a pretty monotone voice even like not even like he was actually trying to answer them just no no (laughs) yes no (laughs) but you know he compliments his time at tmu and gets the prescription so he's he's in he's gonna get some more cowboy candy yes sir uh tim takes becky out to the plot of land that he you know, had kind of had his eye upon. Uh, it's 25 acres. She says something about, you know, the job at Sears. He says he never really wanted that job anyway. He kind of paints the picture for her of yeah. his See that ravine over the there? That's where I'm going to build the house. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have one of those wraparound uh, porches, porches all the way around. <laughs> yep. He didn't know what that was called, but yeah. Becky helped him out with and, porches. You know, even over that hill, it keeps this plot just goes forever. <laughs> uh, she gets really intense with the way she's looking at him. Yeah. Well, uh, he's like, he's also like, he's got his hand on the small of her yeah. back and oh, he's yeah. like pointing out all these spots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he is, he's got her hand on her back. She's, her gaze gets really intense. Things get quiet. Uh, Tim says, you know, like, thank you for your help in all this. And she kisses him. He kisses her back. And what are we saying? How old do we think Tim is? 20 years old? No, he's 19. 19. He graduated last year. He's not even a year out of high school. Okay. But we can kind of assume that Tim Riggins is like maybe a year older for his class. I feel sure, like held back. So at most he's 19 or 20. Yeah. She's 15. So at that age, do we know that is, she's 15 has her, has her, has her age been said directly? Not for sure. But I feel like we've kind of landed on that okay. over the last few weeks, okay. 15, 16. Anyway, it feels sketchy, but in the big picture, it's fine. But maybe when you're like, 15 and somebody's 19 or 20 that's sketchy but like my parents are five years apart i don't know i'm six years younger than angie literally today we had a conversation about uh how were we talking about something that happened in 2002 and i was like i was in eighth grade and angie was like i was in college oh jeez (laughs) yeah so So it's like a lot of that is dependent on where you're at in life. And if Angie was dating you when you were in eighth grade or she was <laughs> yes. in college, that would be inappropriate. That'd be very weird. Yes, for sure. Uh, so I feel like I'm conflicted. About yeah. The, it's definitely yeah. a, like they're, they're very much in the same place in their lives, but also not. It's uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we had, it's basically a senior dating a freshman, give or take. Um, but this, but one year later, um, which you know we had some we had some seniors dating freshmen when we were in high school, which is you know it's whatever yeah. it's weird it's it can be sketchy for sure, um, but yeah no I think you're right it's it's all depends on where where they are in life um yeah I I don't know um. I don't know. What's the what's the like what's the rule? Is it like your age divided in half plus seven? Yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So let's just say Tim is nineteen 
19 divided by 2 is 9.5 plus 7 is 16 and a half. So he is on the cusp. Yeah. It's a little questionable. Yeah. Uh, for you guys right now, how old? Oh, maybe we shouldn't say this. How old's Angie? Angie is, she'll be 40 in like two weeks. 40 divided by two plus seven, 27. You're in the clear, man. Yeah. You're good. So, uh, it feels a little sketchy is I guess what I'm saying. Did you get no, that? for sure. Did you get um, that vibe? I think it's, it's yeah. Um, in a sense. Yes. I think Tim is definitely, especially, I mean, while this whole time while he's been living with Becky, he's been very much like trying not to let this happen. Yep. Which tells, I mean, that right there just tells me that it's pretty sketchy. Right. If Tim Riggins is uh, turning down (laughs) some opportunities with the lady folk. Yeah. It's got to be pretty uh, intense that way, but okay. I just want to get your perspective on that. Uh, all right. It's time for the toilet bowl. Uh, we got East Dillon versus the Timberwolves. Uh, we got ourselves a mud bowl. Yeah. A mud toilet bowl. (laughs) I put that in my, I put that in my notes. There you go. Ourselves a a muddy toilet bowl. (laughs) Gross. Uh, (laughs) The lions score first here in this game. Uh, you know what's more important than the Lions scoring first? What is we got Buddy doing commentary? Yes, I <laughs> yes I did make a note of that as well. Awesome, love it. What Buddy was born to do, really? Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting when he was trying to sell the like broadcast to the Spanish speaking t uh, radio station, but I'm so glad that the result is Buddy himself doing the commentary because that's. Fantastic. I didn't see it coming, but I'm very glad it's <laughs> happening. Uh, Lions score four. Lions score first. Vince killing it. Doing yeah, he's really playing well. real well. Buddy's calling the game. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> after the Lions score, he says, this touchdown was brought to you by El Amigo Restaurant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Apparently, this restaurant is called The Friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see Vince, he like bombs a pass. It's yeah. incomplete, but it's like a 60 yard. Yeah. Throw is what buddy says. So pretty impressive. Even in an incomplete pass. Yep. Uh, going into halftime, Landry kicks a field goal, but who gives a, a long Landry field sucks. goal? Apparently, apparently it was an impressively long field. Yeah, goal. Like they didn't give us yard field. They didn't give us the yardage, but buddy was like, Landry Clark makes a long field goal. Who cares? We hate Landry. He sucks. <laughs> uh, they go into halftime. It's 17 to seven. Yep. We get a cut back to Tim. Coming into the uh, shop, apparently Billy has got it like triple locked or something because even the key that Tim has isn't letting him in and he kind of has to barricade. Uh, He kind of has to, yeah, what's the word they use? What's a battery? He has to kind of battering ram. Yeah. Yeah. The the door in and and yeah, Billy says... uh, Oh, you damn near scared me half to death. Uh, Tim asks how much money he's making. Billy 
kind of half asses his way through being like, you don't want part of this. You don't want any part of this. But then he asked him, asked him again. He says, you'll make more in two months than you would in two years. Yeah. Um, so Tim decides that he wants in. Yeah. But then he pretty- also says, you'll make more in two months than you would in two years. But then he also like follows it up by saying two months max. Which I, I think was like him saying, you'll, we're only going to do this for two months right. to make the money, I guess. I yeah, know. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of like his own it's confusing phrasing cut off. That yeah. He's, yeah, I don't know. Back in the football game, Vince throws a pick six. Mm-hmm. Coach tells him, hey, good quarterbacks have a short memory. We see Luke fumbling. The Timberwolves pick it up and score again. So now all of a sudden it was 17 to seven with the lions up. Now the lions are down 21 to 17 with 32 seconds left. Mm-hmm. We get a big play just, just with in the nick of time, another last second classic front net lights, last second play Luke, <laughs> yeah. uh, Luke gets some stiff arms, some spin moves, uh, gets about a 30 yard run. Uh, and scores a touchdown in the last second. The Lions win. We get a musical cue. Yes, song we do. By A. A. Bondi. Yes, I don't know why I know this song and love it so much, but <laughs> it came on. I was like, heck yes, I love this song. I when I heard this song, I was like, oh my gosh, this is bringing <laughs> me bringing back, back straight to, to two thousand nine. Uh, uh, killed myself when I was young by A. Yeah. A. Bondi. Very morbid title there, but uh, yeah, yeah. I have fond memories of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty good song. Um, My phone was charging near my uh, home office, so Angie was kind enough to shazam it for me. (laughs) Thanks, Uh, Angie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Luke is struggling with the pain of his uh, injury that he incurred while working cattle. He pushes through. Buddy believes in the Lions that they'll do it. The Lions score. The Lions win. They're doing mudslides on the field. Yeah. Everybody's pumped. Uh, we see an like a look between Vince and Jess. Yep. Um, but ultimately, Jess... she's she's kind of standing in the middle of. So yeah. Vince is on one side and Landry's in the other. She exchanges looks with Vince. Exchanges another look with Landry and she chooses Landry, walks towards him, and Vince sees it, obviously. Is there a less believable scene in Friday Night Lights? Absolutely there? not. Yeah. I don't think so. I imagine if you put Kirsten Dunst in the same exact situation, she's choosing Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, 100%. <laughs> He's a model for coach, for goodness sake. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> For the record. Let the is. record show. There's a double sided. Oh, wow. Both sides. Yeah. Uh, the last scene we see Tim and Billy stripping a car of its parts. Tim, like, gets a, a look at Billy's championship ring. I feel like they highlighted that. His Panthers. Uh, championship ring. You can see the look on Tim's face as he kind of questions the whole situation. Like, oh no, what am I getting myself into here? That's it. Roll credits. End of the episode. We'll be right back with some more.
Okay, we're back. We're going to give out our rewards for the week. We're going to start, as we always do, with a Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Anthony, how did we feel about Coach Taylor's inspirational attributes this week? Yeah, um, I can't think of... I mean, I feel like there's not a lot of coach in this Not episode, a lot of coach. Right? No, there really isn't. And Which is weird because there's actually like a football game. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. We had a high coach inspiring last week with no yeah. football. Literally <laughs> yeah. no football. Literally uh, none. But this week there is football, but not a lot of coach. So I don't know here what we're going to yeah. do with this. Yeah. I mean, this is like a two or three... Um, you know, he gets, he, he gets, he has a nice coach moment with Vince, that short-term memory thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really the only thing that, that stands out. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm really struggling to come up with another really great coach moment from this episode. Even I just did a command F for coach in my notes. We get at the beginning of the. At the beginning of the episode, Coach getting Gracie ready and telling her to grab her spaceman. Wait for that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, inspired me to call Alien, or alien Gracie an alien more. Yep. Um, we get Coach kind of giving a little pep talk to the Lions saying, hey, we can win this game. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's how you play the game. That no longer applies to this team. We're lions, we're scrappers. So that's a little inspirational. And that's literally it for coach. So I don't know. What do you think? Like maybe a a three or a four? Yeah, I would say a three. Three sounds reasonable to me. Uh, Almost feels generous to give Mm -hmm. coach a three for Mm -hmm. this one. Julie Taylor Hatometer, how much do we hate Julie this week? <sighs> Quite a bit, but man, I I gotta say we we already mentioned she redeems herself a lot for me with with the the uh, speech about how she how much she hated Dylan and now how much she has grown to appreciate um, being from there. You know, I've used the line probably a, probably a hundred times. To, I almost said probably a million times, but I wanted to get actual. I've probably yeah. said over a hundred times when I, you know, introduce myself to somebody new or when I talk about where I'm from, I always say I'm from Platt, South Dakota. It's, it was a, a great place to be from, but it's, it was a terrible place to be a young adult. Yeah. Um, and so I really, really resonated with Julie there. So she, she gets a few, uh, points into the negative. Um, I'm still willing to go a six or a seven just because she overdid it a lot. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> that's intense. I, that, that's the exact wording that I use uh, when I talk about Platt. I always say it's a great place to be from. Yep. Exactly. Platt is a great place to be from. Uh, I she was put that on the, on the sign when you enter town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible in Platt. A great place to be from. <laughs> I was going to say like a four or a five. So if you're at a six mm. at a seven, I'm surprised that I'm more generous. I'm so I'm kind of surprised that you are too. Um, yeah. Cause you seem to be really going for it. So I'm definitely, um, I, I think we'd be in the middle on a five. I think that's a good spot for it. Okay. All right. 
I feel like you lucked out a little bit, Julie, on this one. Uh, but we'll go with a five. Big Rig Beer Tally. I had zero, but I always have zero. What'd you have? Two. Two. I got to find where they were. Um, okay, so one was oh when uh, Becky comes knocking on Tim's door because Mindy called. He was drinking a beer, and then he had said that he had oh, had yep. too much. Mm-hmm. And then one, I think, was maybe at Riggins Riggs. Yeah, I'm not sure. I remember... I was definitely like a page ahead and I went back and notched another tally. Put so it might've been at Riggins Riggs. It might've been when he was, sh- no, it wasn't when he was showing uh, Becky the land. Um, yeah, I think it was at Riggins Riggs, but I'm not hundred percent sure. All right. We'll trust you with two there then. No Matt Saracen. No, wait. Oh, I wonder if it was when, um, Sorry. When they were practicing the job interview, I think that's when it was. <laughs> okay. That might have right. been the second beer. Or, yeah, when he was, it was him and Becky, and right before uh, Luke shows up. All right. Right on. Uh, no Matt Saracen, so we don't have a goofus Malufus moment Ooh. of the week. Did we have Buddy Garrity at all? Yeah. Well, he, he got, <laughs> he sleezed his way into the Spanish speaking radio station. <laughs> all um, right. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I don't know if it's a sleazeball move, but it's definitely a slick move. Yeah, I'll say it's, that. It's, uh, it's, it's right in line with the Donnie Buddy Garrity uh, yeah. kind of hole. Maybe even the line like, you know, I was really something with the Panthers and I really want to be something with the Lions. <laughs> like, I want to regain that status with the Lions, whatever it was. That yes. No stud of suds. Uh, notable music cues. Killed myself when I was yeah. young by A. Yep. Bondi is the answer there. Mm-hmm. Outdated pop cultural reference of the week slash cancel corner. What do we have? Um, let's see here. I don't know. Are, are chop shops still a thing? Oh, Sears. We got Sears again. Sears. I think uh, Sears is the answer. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Oh, maybe Mindy calling Becky's house to get a hold of Tim. I mean, we've already done landlines as a, but that's another one that's just. Yep. Still applicable. Mm -hmm. Still seems weird. Okay. Quote of the episode. I think I only wrote down one. I didn't write down any. And I can't really think of many that stood out to me outside of. (laughs) Usually, like, I remember at least, but my only wrote, my only quote I wrote down was every now and then people want to get busy from Landry. <laughs> maybe Landry's, uh, maybe that whole spiel with uh, him saying, like, Thursday is a sexier night. <laughs> you know, yes. Nobody's, nobody's getting it on on a Monday. I I I would be fine with that. Yeah. Thursday is more of a sex night anyway, <sighs> I believe is the direct quote. <laughs> Anything on the IMDb? Are you looking that up? No, nothing on the IMDb. Okay. All right. We'll go with Thursday is more of a sex night. 
MVP of the episode. What do you think? I don't think it's Tim on this one. I think we gave it to Tim no. last week. It's not Tim. Yeah. It's not Coach. Not Tim. No, not Buddy. We always nominate Man. Tammy, but I feel like that's even a pretty tough. Sell. I was actually gonna. I was just about to say. I think it might be Tammy, but uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, Vince doesn't really do much. Um, Chess doesn't really do much. Becky doesn't really do much. Becky pulls off the kiss on Tim, and I feel like it it finally goes. That's a pretty uh, big stretch for MVP of the episode, but this is true. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this this isn't a really high episode for anybody. No, it's definitely not Luke. Luke is at kind of a low point here. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. I feel like the only positive thing we've said is Becky and that's a, that's a stretch. I might have to just be, uh, you know, multi-time WWE world champion vacant, uh, might have (laughs) to be the uh, MVP of the episode here. I get, I guess. Yeah. There's not a convincing argument otherwise. So, all right. Vacant. The, the belt (laughs) is wide open at this point. (laughs) Episode rating. Uh, last week we gave our episode a strong eight. Uh, is this one? I don't know. What do you feel? Is this better or worse than yeah. last week? Last week was I think this in is, the bag. I think this is a solid episode. I'm feeling like a strong seven to a light eight. I would definitely keep it in. I think I liked episode. I think I like last week's episode slightly better, but I feel like they Same. might be both eights. Um, okay, yeah, a strong like eight compared to a, a a light eight. So yeah, let's see a light that. eight. Okay, that just leaves us with our lesson of the episode. What's the takeaway? What's the lesson that we can learn? What's the moral that we can apply to our lives? <sighs> I feel like don't start a chop shop is already going to be a lesson down the line. It's pretty strong. Yeah. So, um, how about this? I know teen angst is hard. I know that when you're that young, the worst thing that happens to you, uh, may seem like the worst thing that will ever happen to you, although it almost Mm. certainly is not. (laughs) Um, You don't have to be a brat and lash out to your mom who has been nothing but wonderful to you. (laughs) Just Tammy Taylor, for goodness sake. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a lesson or just a truth that you need to remember, but uh, I'm going to go with Landry in this one and say, hey, every now and then, people want to get busy. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll throw in there, uh, Thursday is a pretty sexy night. <laughs> there it is. That's the lesson to be learned. 
Uh, Thursday is a pretty sexy night. Unfortunately for the two of us, it is Friday. We missed our <laughs> chance. <laughs> Uh, I will say I've 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 often said uh, in the last few years that Thursday is my least favorite day of the week um, because you get to the end of Thursday and you're like God I worked 32 hours this week and I got to do and you just you're like God I got to do one more day like this <laughs> sucks <laughs> but I will say Thursday since we moved to Sioux Falls have really turned around because huh. get the Plan Enterprise. Mm. On Thursdays, of course, in the mail. Nice. Uh, Crosstown Vinyl does their Thursday night flip of all the new releases every week, which is oh, great. There you go. And uh, the State Theater announces uh, the new movies for next weekend on Thursdays. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Thursdays have have uh, have really come to f- to have some real redeeming qualities. Nice. I like Thursdays because. Uh, my Friday is basically I have chapel in the morning at 10 a.m. And then after that, it's basically just run out the clock for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually get to do something I enjoy, which is, you know, uh, actually be leading worship. And then just the rest of the day, just hang out, have a little coffee time in uh, our building and so yeah Thursdays are nice also the best day for sex so sexy night <laughs> there you go Thursday night all right there it is uh, that's our episode for the week uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies uh, so shout out to our listeners in Laos uh, I'm gonna say since we're both drinking grain belts tonight shout out to our listeners in Minnesota hell yeah uh, you, you make some good beer we appreciate it Got a hand to see you. Green Belt sponsor us, please. Please. <laughs> For the love of God. Oh, uh, I do want to say before we recorded tonight, I did message you. We were at Costco. Yeah. Um, and I picked this up. I'll be right back. Uh, so a podcast that I've I've been listening to for a while. Um, this is one of their sponsors. So I'm just gonna go ahead and pre-plug them because I have not tried this product yet, but I'm going oh. to tonight. Nice. Uh, Liquid IV. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no, I have not. So it's, uh, I it's a hydration multiplier. About. Yeah. Uh, multiplier. So you throw in a, a stick of this powder uh, uh-huh. with a 16 ounce glass of water. And apparently um, it helps you hydrate. And one of the, the co-hosts on this podcast says that he always uh, does it uh, after a night of drinking. Throws okay. one of these guys in a in a glass of water and never gets a hangover. So we're gonna there test go. this. I've been drinking like light light beer all night, so <laughs> probably I wouldn't be hungover tomorrow anyway. Um, so I'm not that worried about it. But I'm gonna give it a shot tonight to see uh, see how much it helps. Very nice. I feel like I would be a much better test this evening on yeah. <laughs> whether the <laughs> hydration multiplier or whatever works. But I could have used could have used one of these bad boys uh, back in season two. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was I was just thinking about that. That was like almost exactly a year ago that we were pushing our way. Oh, maybe that, we were recording those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, I was in my garage tonight and I was like, Oh, this is the weather that I was getting super drunk in my garage <laughs> and recording podcasts. Well, the only thing I remember about the episode was that, that we definitely recorded it while I was still living in Brookings, but it came out while I was, while I've been living here. Okay. Um, Cause I remember 
listening to it while um, I drove to go meet up with Joe Wiltsey at JJ's uh, Wine and Spirits and being like, oh my God, this is borderline embarrassing. Um, but I bet I probably, but I mean, we we used to record so many episodes ahead yeah. that, that it probably it was that far ahead (laughs) because well, I mean, I think when we recorded with chase the season finale, that was in like August of last year. So we were definitely well into season two by, you know, this late September. Yeah. Late September. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Uh, We appreciate all of our listeners, wherever you are, whether you're in the West Indies or Laos or Ireland, we've been charting in Ireland. So oh, shout out to our listeners in Ireland, <laughs> Great Britain. Uh, oh, yeah. We've been on the charts there. So nice. Thank you shout for listening. You Wales. We got our boy Niall in Wales. Yep. We, uh, to you. we love you there. And like I said, uh, our listeners in Minnesota, one of the best grain belts with us. I'll say this to Niall and anybody else who's listening to Wales, probably the best flag of any country. Is that Wales. right? Yeah. That's a quick Google. I'm just going to yeah, Google it. Check it out. Welsh flag. Google that right now. One of the great flags. Oh, it's a dragon. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Right yeah. on. A big red dragon. I'm into it. Yep. Uh, we appreciate all of you wherever you're at. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and, and tell us where we're wrong. Uh, where you agree with us, where we completely missed something on the episode at reliving lights is our handle. Uh, we love it when you guys interact with us and you will get a shout out if you say something to us on Twitter. Yeah. That's just how we operate. So, uh, I think that's it for the, for the week. Uh, Anthony, it's been a pleasure. Always. And we'll see you next week for another episode of reliving the lights of Friday night lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.